All right. We're doing it. We're doing it? Yeah, we're doing it, man. Doing it, doing it, and doing it mediocre. <laughs> yeah, mediocre every single week. Um, we really mastered this like technology shit, man. I'm pretty proud of us. Yeah, we're, we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, we um, we really are. It's um, another week of NBA. Welcome back, y'all. Um, I am your host, Jay Keyless, a.k.a. DeMar DeFrozen, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Kyle Lowry Seasoning, uh, a.k.a. Serge... Iblaka, uh, that was stupid. That was dumb. Nick, Nick. No, it's hard to rhyme something with nurse. Nurse, Nick, nurse. Um, yeah, I, I was well, purse, but I can't think of like what that would have to do with uh... Fred Van Velveeta. <laughs> uh, oh no, no, uh, Nick Kiles, aka Fred Van Friet. I mean, I keep on talking about it, but I've been reading uh, uh, Kitchen Confidential. <laughs> I, I, I almost said Hollywood Confidential, and I was like, no, what am I talking about? <laughs> no, that was, the, that was the sequel. Yeah. Hollywood Confidential. Uh, like Hollywood Confidential. And then, oh, also uh, Cook Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost too obvious. Yeah, uh, it's pretty obvious. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I was thinking the other day, I was like, instead of just doing rando AKs, I'm better on the spot. So we should do like, okay, cool. This week's theme is bam, do your introductions based on that. Yeah. Right? So like if we were going to do like, let's just say, for example, just to test this shit out, like this week's theme is going to be pasta. So pasta. what would be your MBA puns around pasta? Around pasta? Yeah. Okay, let me see. Oh, Jeremy Linguini. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Marco Bolognese. Ah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think of another one. Dimitri uh, Pestovic. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Also, so I, uh, listeners, I'm on r slash NBA right now. Just like I was just on it while I was waiting for us to start. And I just was scrolling and apparently Complex was talking to Allen Iverson. And Michael Jordan's first words to rookie Allen Iverson, what's up, you little bitch? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing Michael Jordan said to him. Dusty. <laughs> he said that with the utmost respect. Yeah. Oh, also, <laughs> did you did you see what he said uh, about how he thinks now there should be? Uh, Alan Iverson said said there should be a dress code now in the NBA because he said oh. that people show up like it's Halloween every day. Good lord! Yeah, of like, course. He doesn't like how anybody dresses now, which is like <laughs> he's like, hey, I I don't deserve it. They deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Things were better when we were wearing fur coats and big ass jeans and yeah, and, and we were playing bands. <laughs> we were playing in basketball shorts that were pretty much just like capri pants right oh, like, like. Not, like ridiculously long or like uh anytime you see like um like a stereotypical vato in in hollywood <laughs> he always has those like jean shorts that don't really look like shorts right they go like they cut right above the ankle just right above the ankle but you're like <laughs> they're shorts they're so they're so wide they're not like joggers i can't remember what his name was uh but it's a very famous picture. He played for the Bucks in like the early 2000s when, when everybody had those ridiculous. Oh, TJ Ford. It probably was. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like, he, he was, he was in the middle of doing like a crossover. Yeah. I typed in TJ Ford. Yeah, I'm telling you. Ford shorts. It's Bro, like, that's what that, looking for. that picture is so fucking ridiculous. Tad has yeah. sent me that picture on multiple occasions. It is uh, so okay. ridiculous. It's like literally he's drowning in those shorts. Uh, yeah, he is. And those, those shorts look like what I was talking about with like, that's a Cholo shorts. Is that, is that a dark time in the NBA or is that like a time that you're like, you like fondly remember? Um, for me personally, I, I mean, that's kind of like, that was, that was kind of us like later years in middle school and high school and stuff right. like that. So it was fun for me to see all that. Cause that was when I was growing up, but I never really wore baggy clothes. <laughs> Um, I, I sure did. I I had a fucking XL Marcusol or no Pogasol Grizzlies jersey that I rocked like it was my fucking job. Oh well, I had I had I think for me, which would be considered big at the time, 
a, a medium, which I you guys are like, <laughs> but in grade school, I was rocking extra smalls. So like he was, was so deal. tiny. Yeah, I was uh, rocking XLs. I had a fucking, I had a Orlando Magic Tracy McGrady jersey. I had I the had fucking the, uh, Iverson like red Philly jersey. I remember that one. You also had the old school, the throwback Kobe when it was the, right, the uh, Lakers jersey. Yeah, the light blue, yeah, with the cursive, which I think is a, still to this day a beautiful jersey. Oh, fucking yeah, the uh, best jersey. I wish they would go back then, to that for like the city edition jerseys. That would be cool. I had the um, uh, LeBron James Cleveland Cavaliers one. You did, um, and then the, the Carmelo Anthony Denver Nuggets for reasons I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh, that's right, you did have that, didn't I you? I just had those too because I was like, those are my, those are the, those were, those are my two. Two picks. I, I remember. I remember that jersey specifically because, like I said back then, I was wearing XLs. And one day, I was like, you know what? I don't care what my friends say. I'm gonna wear Nikki's jersey because I like the color. And then I put it on, and I'm like, this actually fits really well. <laughs> yeah, it fit you because it was the it was the actual. I think it was a smaller. Uh, no, it was probably it was like a medium. medium. Yeah, it was a medium. But yeah. I put it on, and I'm like, this actually fits really well. And then I wore it to school, and everybody's like, nice jersey, man. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's, yeah. a it's a miracle what happens when you wear clothes that actually fit you. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Well, welcome back, y'all. It's M- episode sixty-nine of NBA. I couldn't find. I couldn't find out who. And this is kind of Tad's game. Which yeah, usually, started, well, you know what? You want to know whose whose episode this is? Just by proxy, it, this is uh, the freaking um, a Clay Thompson episode. Ooh. This and the second we hit episode four hundred and twenty, also the Clay Thompson episode. <laughs> Let me see. I'm I'm googling. NBA number 69. According to this, it yeah. says that it's banned. I don't think that's true. No. Oh, according to Reddit, no, no NBA player has ever worn the number 69. Uh, let's take a look here. Harwood Paroxysm did a short piece about Jersey number trivia, and I thought it was the most interesting and shocking bit. Uh, aside from Bino Udre, outplaying everyone else who blah, 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 this is all dumb. Um, yeah, nobody's ever worn number 69. Uh, apparently, Dennis Rodman requested to wear it a couple years ago, and he got rejected. Uh, so he ended up wearing number 70 in Dallas. <laughs> that makes sense for him, ain't all I see. Oh, man, that's funny. Well, I guess there's no player for number 69 because not a lot to wear, bro. Not a lot to wear. Uh, cool, man. Well, let's get into it. Let's, uh, let's start talking some basketball. So the first topic that I wanted to talk about today is that um, – some reports came out that obviously the Cavs are not doing well. They fired Ty Lue. I think as the as as of this podcast, let's just look at the standings here. I think they're like one and seven. Like Kevin Love is hurt. They fired Ty Lue. Uh, Shit is messy. 10, I think at this point. Let's take a look here. You are correct. They are one and ten, which I can't believe now that we thought that they might actually make the playoffs. I know you didn't, I, but Tad and I definitely thought so. I, I yeah, I, but I also thought that they would probably, <clears throat> you know, end up at like the eight, like the ninth seed. I think is right. Sure, it. I don't think we thought they would be any better than that, but um, I didn't but think they were going to be this bad. The they are so fucking bad. They are it's so wild. terrible. Which like it's kind of funny because now Zion Williamson is getting all these LeBron comps. Wouldn't it be hilarious if they ended up drafting him? I would, I would be fine with that. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, you put him next to Colin Sexton, it could be interesting. I'm two of the most athletic freaks ever. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be a lot of fun to watch that. Well, and that kind of gets me to my next point. Is, is So, obviously, they're off to a rough start. And um, some reports came out this week that some of the Cavs players have come out and passively, aggressively called out Colin Sexton for not knowing how to play basketball. Um Basically, that so I'm trying to find a report here. Um, da, 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 here it is. Um, so, according to a report by CBS, um, as things have continued to go at, at this point, um, Tristan Thompson's on the record basically saying um, there's a clear divide between the Cavs, like ex LeBron teammates, and the new people. Um, and it's becoming increasingly clear that. When you hear Cavs veterans talk about younger players not knowing their role, um, they're basically talking about Colin Sexton. So basically the consensus is across the organization that people keep saying that, like, he doesn't know how to play basketball. Like, he doesn't know how to fend the, the pick and roll. He doesn't know how to set up teammates as a point guard. And there's just a lot of kind of animosity with him as a player amongst, like, the old guard. So I guess from your perspective, when you when you heard this, like – what are your thoughts? Like, does Colin Sexton know how to play basketball? Colin Sexton 
clearly knows how to play basketball. You you have to know even bare minimum if you're going to fucking make it to the NBA, okay? That's one. Right. Two, it's not it's not fair to isn't he only like 20 years old? He is officially, I think he is 20, yeah. He's straight up a child. So like everyone can calm the fuck down. And the biggest thing I I think is he technically is LeBron James's replacement. Right. Arguably the smartest NBA player ever. Right. Like, I mean, there's definitely very, like, I don't know. Do, do you think he's, def- he's definitely top five smartest NBA players ever? I'm, I uh, he might be. He might be the most intelligent. Like, he might be the most intelligent player in yeah. history. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I want to say that, but also I'm like, I don't know the whole history of the NBA. Someone will, like, email us and be like, actually, there was a gentleman by the name of Reggie Henderson who played from 1945 to 1945. No, no, the NBA, the NBA was, was not the NBA back then. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But, like, yeah, so it was, uh, you know, that that's a real change of pace. And it was also like, hey, this is going to be Colin Sexton's team. And he's not leading up to, to victory, which I don't think he – I never thought he was going to because he's fucking uh, – he's a rookie. Ain't no, the only rookie who seems to actually be, like, really helping their team, uh, like, a whole lot is what, Luca? Uh, Luca for sure. Also, um, Jaron Jackson has been on fire. Oh, Jaron yeah. Jackson is almost I'm averaging right. a point a minute. I almost completely forgot about Jaron. Yeah, Jaron Jackson is also one of the rookies who's crushing it right now. Um, you know, Bagley's doing okay. He's doing fine. I, I don't think he's doing terrible. Uh, his number's okay. I think he's like yeah. sitting right around like 14 points a game, like six rebounds. He's doing, he's doing good. And like the, the Kings are fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, ain't nobody doing anything so ridiculous that you're like, whoa, look right. at this rookie. There is a, there is a learning curve when it comes to like the NBA game and, and he played one year of college basketball. That's the yeah. other thing that's wrong with this like one and done shit is like, they're coming from like playing high school basketball where they could pretty much just like play ISO the entire game to then playing in college where to some extent they can still do that. And like when he was at Bama, like they fucking suck. They were so bad. They were not good at all. Um, But you know, he goes there and he pretty much is doing the same thing where he's just kind of the solo act. And like, you can get away with just being physical when you play in college and you're that much better than everybody else. But like, it's not that. So here's the thing. Like, I, I agree that to some extent there are some there are some aspects of basketball that you just have to know, like how to defend a pick and roll. However, like the comment about him not understanding how to set up his teammates as a point guard, he's 19 years old. Yeah, like, He's never had to really do that because he has been the team his entire life. Like he will learn how to be a point guard. There are some people that just get it. Like Lonzo clearly understood like how to get his teammates the ball in a like in a way that like set them up for success but here's the thing yeah. that's not Colin Sexton's game like he is not a he's not a passer he's not a playmaker the yeah. kid is an athletic freak who can get to the basket at will and that's why they drafted him you know he is fun um but he's just that's just not his game like he wasn't touted as a playmaker I think it's all blown out of proportion and I think honestly this shit's just coming from overall frustration from a team of like the core of that team, which had been to the finals four years in a row. And now is yeah. you know, one in 10. Yeah. Um, and you know, unfairly in my opinion, taking it out on Colin Sexton. And I just read this. Paul Pierce apparently last night said that he thinks Duke can beat Cleveland. That's ridiculous. You That's know, the most ridiculous. It, that happens every year, every year. I mean, it's mainly with like Alabama football. Everyone's like, Oh, I bet Alabama could beat somebody in there. Right. No, they cannot. They won right. million percent cannot, but like still they Duke's Duke's looking pretty good, right? But like, yeah. Uh, I don't think I think that's a big reason. Like you're saying, it's four straight NBA Finals. I think what this really is is they're all realizing, like, oh fuck, it really was just LeBron James. Like, <laughs> we we no longer can be like, see guys, we were contributing. Right? We're not. We're eleven games in. You're not. Right. You no. are the exact. I mean, yeah, the Lakers are five and six. They're not much better, but still. You clearly are like nobody on that team contributed like they thought they were. Right. Which is fucking wild. Yeah, they need to. There's been a lot of rumors about like what they're going to do with that team. They clearly need to make some trades and like clear up some. A lot of people. Like, um, who was it? Oh, Kyle Corbett. Like, there's rumors going around that Kyle Corbett's probably going to get traded soon. Well, yeah. Smith wants to trade. 
like where, who's gonna nobody nobody's gonna take yeah nobody's gonna take Jr. Nobody wants Jr. He's no he's uh, a yeah he's just he's a loss right now. Corver for sure will end up somewhere else. Yes. Uh, who, oh, let's let's play let's play a fun game. Where would you like him to end up? I my ideal landing spot for Kyle Corver would be Philly. Like I would love to see him go oh, back to Philly, back. which is where he got drafted. And they desperately need three point shooting, like yeah, desperately. Him and JJ just doing fucking laps around people and shoot. That that would be my number one. My number two would be LA, LA, or my number three, which is OKC, Lakers, okay. Clippers, uh, Lakers. Okay, like those are the three teams that, in my mind, could really use somebody of his caliber of a shooter to like really step their game up because. Yeah. Like OKC is at a loss right now. They're not a good team, um, and like now that Russ is going to be out for a while, like I I didn't even put that on the rundown. Like they're going to be in a fucking nightmare of a situation now that Russ is out. How um, long is he supposed to be out for? I didn't get to couple it couple weeks. Let me just I'll pull it up here, but he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Like he okay. is. That was a it was a fairly fairly severe injury. Um, let's see here. So 47 minutes ago, according to this website, which is called heavy.com. I don't know how legit of a website this is. Nothing, nothing too serious. He's got an ankle sprain. I mean, ankle sprain, you're looking at probably at least a month, month and a half, maybe. Yeah. Which is a long time to miss in a season. Like we're already, you know, we're already into the second month of the season. And, yeah, I mean, we're up, well, not second month of the season. We're literally like a month into the NBA season, but yeah. you know, um, I don't know. It's uh, those are some teams that I could see Kyle Korver going to and like really adding value. But those are like those are three teams that desperately need some three point shooting to stretch the floor because yeah. they have players like Russ, like Ben Simmons, like LeBron that need somebody to stretch the floor um, so that it makes it easier for them to to actually get to the basket and be effective like Philly's in a weird situation like like even last night I was watching the game um them versus um Indiana and it's just like you know they got it done and they won but it's just there there's clearly some some issues on the offensive end and and it's also a thing too where like now they're having to stagger Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid even more so because like they can't really play together and also they also can't play Markel Fultz and Ben Simmons together so it's like it's a lot of weird fits they need somebody who can spread the floor or to add like even Joel Embiid said it. He's like, we're not, we're, we're, we're off to a really bad start because the guys that could shoot three pointers are no longer here, and now we have a team that we have. Like, we're just yeah. we're out on three point shooters, and and that's really what like in the second half of last year when they made their run, like that's what happened. They brought in Bellinelli, they brought in Ursan Ilyasova, and it changed everything. It changed the dynamic of that team. Ilyasova's looking really good in the Bucks. Per, dude, perfect team for him. Like the way that yeah. the way that uh, that Bud is like. You know, setting up that offense, they are shooting so many fucking threes. Even Giannis, who's not a good shooter, they're just like, just let it ride, man. Just let yeah, it go. Just, uh, yeah, fucking shoot it. Let's see what happens. Like, it's, it's fine. It's fun to watch. Hey, um, dude, they're doing a good job there. Oh uh, actually, you, we were talking about the 76ers, and I just got this quote here from Ben Simmons. I told Dario to go out there and shoot the ball. Who cares if you miss? That's your job. Knock down shots. If you miss, we'll get another shot. Just keep shooting them. Right. Um, how do you feel that they're just pretty much being like, yo, uh, Dario Saric, you need to be our knockdown shooter now. Well, he's he he's also gotten off to a really really rough start. Like he has yeah. not gotten off to a good start. Um, and he actually did have a pretty decent game the other night as kind of a comeback game for him because like he, yeah, where did he finish with against the Pacers? He finished with 18 points. So he's he's been on a, a decent run the last two games: 14, three of six on the field, over two from three. But then last night against the Pacers, he just let it ride. You know, played 37 minutes, four from six from three, seven boards, 18 points. Like that's a Dario Saris that they need yeah. if they're going to make a run, like if they're going to make a run deep in the in the playoffs this year. Like that's that's who they need. Speaking of hitting threes, Derrick Rose last night. Uh, what was he? I think he was like seven for nine or something. Yeah, seven yeah. for nine on three pointers. Sadly, the ninth three pointer was the game winning three pointer, and he missed. Right. Uh, I would like to say I think he got fouled, but it's whatevs. Uh, um, it was close. That was a Tyson Chandler play, which uh, was, was yeah. definitely a solid play there on the defensive, which I guess is kind of a good segue. Um, oh, yeah, nice. News came out last week that Magic Johnson said Luke Walton's fine and his job is safe until the end of the season. And there's been a lot of trouble in paradise, a.k.a. L.A., with uh, with Lakers management 
and predominantly Magic Johnson and the job that that Luke Walton has done. Um, and it seems like unless they really make a turnaround this year, Luke Walton might be out of a job, which raised the question to me of can anybody really coach LeBron? Like has has LeBron made any coach like it feels like every first coach that he comes into contact with is fucked. Yeah, and well, actually, I mean, literally any coach because the only one who survived, quote unquote, has been Spolstra, right? Um, and he's he's the only one who, like, after after it was all over, like, it, it turns out like, oh, he actually is a really good coach. Yeah, um, and has led a lot of those Miami teams since they left to and I think very respectable records. Yeah, good records, and I think he is actually a very big reason why they are always in it every year. Even if they don't make it to the playoffs, or if oh for sure, seed, he oh, is yeah. the reason. Um, and I think that one just kind of shows you like how good of a coach Spolstra actually was. Which I remember for years, I was like, "Man, fuck Spolstra! That guy's not even a good coach." Everybody I, thought that. Yeah, everybody thought that. Like the um, the best thing that happened to him was LeBron leaving. That was the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> it's the great. <laughs> LeBron won him two championships, and the best part is when LeBron finally left. Oh yeah, that guy knows um, his shit. But like, if you look at the rest of his coaches, like you know, he goes back to Cleveland, or even like in Cleveland, like Mike Brown couldn't coach him, gone. Um, and arguably was like just not a good coach. Goes to LA, gets fired pretty quickly. Um, then you have like David Blatt comes in, gets him to the championship. Following season, he's fired. Uh, then you have Ty Lue, who now is fired um, after, you know, l- l- quote-unquote leading them to the championship, but then arguably, like, not doing anything with him. So I just yeah. wonder, like, because when you think back on MJ, like, and granted, that was, like, best-case scenario, like, Phil Jackson and MJ. Like, Phil l- literally just got the best out of MJ um and got those teams together and now granted mj and and lebron are different types of players but um it just feels like they're like no coach is safe with lebron and like i like luke walton i thought he was a good coach like that season that season that he coached most of yeah and like the season that he coached golden state for the majority of the beginning of the season or really the majority of that season um he did a really good job of like you know i mean granted it was the golden state warriors and like the argument was like, does he really have to do much? Like, this is the best team in NBA history. Yeah, but um, arguably the best team in NBA history. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, then he goes to the Lakers last year, and like, no, they're not good on defense. But they got better as the season went on, and like, they looked pretty good towards the latter portion of the season. And you're thinking like, okay, this is the next good young NBA coach, and uh, let's just see what happens. And I mean, you know, they got the win last night, um, and they were in desperate need of a W last night because they had been kind of floundering. But like. I don't know. It, it's it's weird to me that it's coming down on Luke Walton. I wonder if it's like a respect thing. Like, but LeBron also just doesn't seem to be, and maybe this is just like reading too much into it. But like, LeBron just doesn't seem to be very into this team. Yeah, I think I think he. I legitimately think he's just the reason they're like, oh, Luke Walton's safe for now is because LeBron was like, yo, we're not winning shit this year. You guys all need to calm down. Right. We'll wait till next year when all of these pointless contracts go away. We'll make a playoff push because it's me and I'll fucking get us into the playoffs. Calm right. down. Then next year we'll pick up one more person because they'll have enough money to actually, I think, pick up two more players, but I don't think. Oh yeah. They're going to have some max space for sure. Yeah. They'll have max space. They'll fucking get another person. And they're like, all right, now we actually have to try. All right. Uh, and I, I think that's why he's like, I don't care about it as much now, but like, yeah, it, it is very, it's got to suck to, like, I think just to imagine, I mean, the same thing happened to Kyrie Irving, technically, he's not a coach, but also, like, your life gets fucking flipped upside down when LeBron James comes in. Like, if LeBron James is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, because he comes <laughs> in and everything just gets flipped upside down, and you're like, oh, okay, fuck, all right, we're just going to, oh, okay, we're just starting anew. No, 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 we were a building team, and we were going to outlast the, the Warriors, because when right. the Warriors started to decline, that's when all these kids were going to actually become good players. Right. But now we're just saying, fuck it, we're going championship or bust. I'm going to lose my job based on LeBron James, the fucking mean team, and a bunch of kids who still can't even legally drink. Sure, I'll put my life on the line for that shit. Like, that, that's that got to fucking suck. To just, <laughs> I could just imagine like everyone loves you because you're doing such a good job with all these right. like, young kids they're kids they're straight up children yeah well they've definitely uh they've they've raised the uh the average age on the team uh within the last 
48 hours basically by uh, adding Tyson Chandler, who was released mm-hmm. by the Phoenix Suns and immediately came to play for his hometown um, Los Angeles Lakers, which is pretty cool. And to your point, you know, comes in last night and does work. I mean, you know, he uh, he comes in. He's not there for offense, but he did really lead them on the on the defensive and and on the rebo- uh, rebounding. Which is exactly what they needed. Exactly because, like, you know, we talked about this before, but they they were getting destroyed on the boards, and yeah. more importantly, like they were they had no real centers besides Javale. Like they were just getting just absolutely destroyed time and time again by teams that were even just a little bit bigger than them um, or had a little bit more of, you know, a, a rebounding advantage because they basically had JaVale and then the next man up was Kyle Kuzma. So, you know, by adding Tyson Chandler, which which is what I wanted to talk about, like, you know, Tyson Chandler is – he's he's an elder statesman, man. Like, the guy's been around he's for a long very time. He's good. He's good. But, you know, he comes in, he gives you nine rebounds in 23 minutes – and, you know, got that key block at the end of the game on Derrick Rose. You can call it a block, call it a whatever. But, you know, he comes in and really just makes an impact right away. It's just like, is the defensive stalwart and the, you know, the um, – uh, uh, what, what was I going to say? You know, is the defensive stalwart and the rebounding, yeah, like stability that they needed to, like, really get their shit together. Um, now, granted, like, they're, they're a middling team. They're – Right now, you know, they're, right kind of they're, five, they're five and six. They're five and they're six, which puts them with uh, the Jazz and the Pelicans. The Jazz have actually gotten off to a really weird start. Them, yeah. And, like, the, also, dude, the, the Pelicans broke their six-game losing streak last night. Isn't that fucking nuts? Yeah, well, they started off 4-0, then they lost six straight. Now, they what, are they going to win another four straight and put them at eight and six? Probably. And also, like, I was talking shit about OKC. They were actually on a six-game winning streak right now. So yeah, I'm yeah. Well, they started – they start zero and four. They won six straight. Yeah. Right. Um, also, the Nets are five and six. So that's where the Lakers' company right now. Pelicans, <laughs> the Jazz, and the Nets. Yeah, and the Pistons, I guess, uh, which is not yeah, great. They're five and five, but yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but yeah. I think the the Tyson Chandler addition is is a huge get for for the Lakers, just because you know, like I said, they were just they were getting destroyed on the boards. Like they needed somebody to help shore up that part of their team, and you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see like how this plays out for the rest of the season. Because let's see, Tyson Chandler, he's got to be almost like he's got to be like thirty seven. Like he's he's an elder statesman for sure. Oh, for sure. Like he's got to be. He's got to be up there. I'm actually just pulling it up right now because I can't remember how old he is. It's crazy to think I that think, we... I think he's like 36 or 37. Let's see here. He is 36. Good call. Ma'am. He is 36. He Man, that's crazy. It, it's like you remember when he was here in Chicago and you're just like, fuck, man. He was so young. He's... I, I, I also remember when he was in Chicago and I was like, ah, I, I swear to God, he, he's going to be good. Yeah, and he had he, all, he had all the makings. He wasn't here, but then he goes to New Orleans and plays with Chris Paul, and it changes his career. Then he yeah. goes to Dallas, and he's Dallas. A fucking he's a game changer in Dallas. Wins a yeah. championship, goes to the Knicks, and granted, the Knicks suck, but he's you know defensive player of the year and an All Star with the Knicks. Then he goes back to Dallas for a year, and he's okay there. And then he goes to Phoenix on that big ass contract, and basically just like sat at the end of a, the bench for a team that was a hundred percent tanking year after year while he was there. And now he gets a chance to like potentially make the playoffs with a team and he's actually going to get meaningful minutes on this team so it was a good pickup for them speaking of meaningful minutes uh how dare minnesota not play luol Deng for that revenge game oh stop (laughs) (laughs) no way Uh, luol Deng is there to be the peacemaker in the locker room that dude and i love lou I've always loved Lou. I loved him when we drafted him here in Chicago. I loved him when he made two all-star teams here in Chicago where he was a defensive stalwart, was a huge member of those playoff teams. Uh, Still mad that we didn't trade him for Kobe Bryant. That was a huge mistake. (laughs) Uh, But nonetheless, my man's done. My man's done. He has no discernible skill set that actually translates to the NBA now. He just doesn't. He's too old. He's got back injuries. He was never a really good shooter. And he's definitely not fleet of foot like he was when he was, you know, manning the defense for uh, for your Chicago Bulls. So yeah. his days are done. Um, speaking of injured players, and we didn't talk about this last week, and maybe this is a little out of out of time or like a little past due. But uh, Steve Kerr last week mentioned that um, they have no plans to bring Boogie back next year. This is a one year deal. 
and that they're going to get him a championship and hopefully he can make some money next year, you know, elsewhere. And they're going to let him kind of rehab. Um, were you cool with that? How did that strike you? I no, I'm fine with it because one at this point, the warriors are very close to what the 85 bears were just being like, we're going to, I'm surprised the warriors actually haven't done like, uh, well, it wouldn't be Super Bowl shuffle. What would we call it? Uh, it Super Bowl shuffle. It'd be like a, a finals fandango. <laughs> sure. <laughs> finals footwork. The finals footwork. The finals, oh, yes. finals Fortnite dance. <laughs> well, the, the finals Fortnite dance is just a bunch of rappers' dances. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, that Fortnite took. Uh, we're not going to talk about that, but still. Um <laughs> Yeah, I I like finals footwork. Like the instead of the Super Bowl shuffle, the finals footwork because it, they're gonna win. It's obvious. Mm-hmm. Everybody know. Everybody knew it for the last like three years. We've all they're known so, it. They're so good. What are they? They're ten and one right now on an eight game win streak. Like yeah, ten and one. Stupid. Uh, their only losses to the team that's right below them, the Denver Nuggets, who are nine and two. So and Steph um, is having an incredible season. He he's, is. He's the MVP oh. front runner right now. He has Actually, to be, right? Here's a fun fact that I saw uh, over here on Reddit. I'm still on Reddit, uh, the r slash NBA. Steph Curry, bleh, Steph Curry is averaging 1.92 points per shot over 28 feet. The league is averaging 1.82 points per dunk. Jesus Christ. Which, obviously, threes are worth more than twos. That's the, but that means he's shooting three-pointers so well that he is more likely to score a three-pointer than the league is to just dunk a basketball. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm telling you, man, like, it's it's insane. You know what I found out yesterday? I was listening to a podcast. So there's only been, and I hope this is 100% correct, but I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb here. So there's only been one other player in NBA history who finished the season – uh, 50, 90, and 90. So that's 50% from the field, or pardon me, 50, 50, 90. So 50% from the field, 50% from three, and 90% from the free throw line. Do you know who that player is? Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Steph Curry is on pace to finish with a 50, 50, 90 season. Here's the difference. So in that season, I believe Steve Kerr's like usage rate was around three or 4%. Um, Steph Curry's usage rate is around like 27%. It is astounding that a yeah. guy that is that shoots that volume, like just shoots that much, is a- on a pace to average like ungodly numbers. Like his numbers yeah. right now are 31, 31.3, five rebounds, six assists a game. He's definitely the leader in the MVP race. And what's crazy about this Golden State team is that – KD hasn't even gotten started. Like, KD's been good, but he hasn't been KD good. Like, once he really has his, like, coming out party game, like, he's, granted, he's at, like, 28 points a game, you know, seven and a half rebounds and and six assists. But he's not shooting well from three. Like, he's only shooting, and, you know, well is a relative term, but, like, he's really only shooting, like, 39% from three right now. Uh, You know, he is a career well, I guess actually he's a 38.4% career shooter. So he's actually doing pretty okay. Not that different. But like for in retrospect, like last season he shot 42% from three. Yeah. Um, so he is a 40% three-point shooter. He's a little bit below the mark. Like it's not his career low, um, but it's definitely one of his lowest. Um, but that being said, like he hasn't even really gotten off and he's already averaging 28 points a game. You know, like freaking um, – Clay Thompson kind of started off slow. Now he's kind of gotten hot over the last couple of weeks. Um, and Draymond's another one who, like, you know, Draymond's Draymond's doing Draymond things. He still does what he does. Like, he spreads it out. I mean, just pulling up his numbers right now, basically eights across the board. Eight rebounds, eight assists, eight points, which is fucking ridiculous. That's, awesome. That's he's, pretty awesome. <laughs> he's shooting very, very poorly from three-point oh, yeah. range right now. Like, he's 26%. Right now. He's such a bad three-point shooter. But, like – if he can pick it up, like even just, even just a little bit, even just a little bit, um, it's going to be a game changer. And that team is like yeah. this. This might be the the best team that they've had in years. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's wild. And like, also, like again, we've talked. We talk about it every once in a while. The more and more he plays like this, the more and more it becomes apparent that 
at the end of his career, people got people need to talk about Steph Curry as being one of the greatest. I mean, at this rate, he's probably already like top fifteen all time. And if he can keep up this level of production into like his late thirties, now you're talking about. And if he wins, let's say like three more championships, eh, yeah, two more championships, not even three. He's already got three, two more championships. Um, I mean, you're talking about like. And not only that, but, like, the way he impacted the game, you're probably talking about, like, top seven players all time. So and that's, I know that's, like, a super specific number, but he yeah, would be, like, yeah. like he would be, like, yeah, he would be, like, my number seven. Yeah, I, I could see – and, like, I could see – I like, I would have him behind, like, Kareem mm-hmm. and Magic and Larry Bird, but I'd have him ahead of somebody like Oscar Robertson, mm-hmm. and I'd have yeah. him ahead of, like – he might be like just behind Hakeem, actually. Oh, okay, so I might put him at yeah. like eight. Eight. All right. Yeah, because I was like, I can maybe see him eventually jumping up to in the top five. I know that sounds outlandish, but right. like he's going to destroy every scoring record. I feel like, uh, quite uh, possibly for, for sure. Three pointers. Obviously, I mean, he's already doing it. Right. Um, and like I actually would not be surprised if he ends up with the most points uh, in NBA history at one point in his career. Even if yeah. someone else ends up passing him, that's fine. Like, yeah. So let me ask you this. This is just like whatever, off the cuff. But at this rate, is Steph Curry on the all-time list, if he keeps up this level of production, is he higher on your list than Kobe Bryant? Uh, yes. Okay. I th- I uh, but he has to keep this up. I'm not gonna right. I, right. I understand that. Co- I know Kobe stands would kill me. But, sure. You know, but like I think I could say I'm a Steph Stan. Like I I like him a lot. I think he's a very good player. He also played. I think it's also because he does everything so nonchalantly. And I'm like, God, I wish I could. Here's another you one. Know? Here's another one. Uh, at this rate, if he keeps up this level of production. Did Steph Curry finish as a better player all time than Tim Duncan? Yes. Oof. I think he could. It's it's that's a tough one because like Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever. And the thing is, I mean, point nope. guards that are better than Steph Curry right now, what are you gonna put on there? Stockton, Nash, Magic Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. Sorry, I almost forgot. I almost forgot about Magic Johnson. Um, but I think at the end of his career, he would probably be better than all three of those guys. Definitely not Magic Johnson. You don't think he's gonna be better than Magic Johnson? Hell no. Hell. Why not? Magic Johnson led, led, and like led multiple times five LA Lakers championships teams, um, and like literally was the best player in the NBA, like undisputed, maybe Larry Bird on, on some occasions, yeah. multiple time MVP like Steph, a lot of, a lot of similarities, but like, yeah, and, and Magic Johnson's like one of the greatest of all time. The only thing that I have like with like, Oh, clearly the best player in the league is that's unfair to Steph because that's, he's, it's literally LeBron James. Right. You know? Like it's literally like, it's the second best player of all time. Yeah. It's, it's, if you, we're like, oh man, this guy's so good, but he's not as good as that guy over there. But that guy has cheat codes to this video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very, very better than the greatest guy that's playing. Oh man, even with good. these cheat codes that were given to him, right? You know, like it, it's it's a little unfair to be like the best player because he he's led this team to three championships. I know he didn't win the Finals MVP for the last two years, right. Durant. But I think without Steph, that team gets fucked a little bit. Yeah. Well, so getting back to the original point, so you're you're cool with Steve Kerr just like being that upfront and being like, yeah, yes, Boogie's here for a championship. We're gonna get I, him one. He's gonna rest. I, he's gonna do his thing. It sucks, but I'm I'm mad that we didn't do the freaking finals footwork already. Um, you know, I would love it. I mean, it, it would it would work better if it was Chicago specific because I feel like footwork is <laughs> kind of big in Chicago. But that would still, make sense. um, yeah, you know, I I think that. They definitely also, oh man, could you imagine them doing a Super Bowl shuffle type thing? That would it would work so well. Uh, excuse me, sir. They already did the Fergie mix challenge. What yeah, else I, they I was to thinking do? of the Fergie mix. That's what I'm gonna say. Like, that's a pretty good example. Um, you know, and like they've got the crazy guy. Like uh, they've got Draymond's the crazy one. Is I, I think Boogie's the crazy one. Boogie got thrown out of a game the other day, and he was on the bench. That is true. He was in street clothes, and he got thrown out. <laughs> 
Uh, man. Why, like, what are you doing? Like, even, even Steve Kerr, like, and I think that the other, the, the other, like, um, thing that people were saying, and this is more of a conspiracy theory, but like, people were saying that, like, that was Steve Kerr's response because it, it happened right after one, it happened like during the New Orleans Pelicans game. So when they played the Pels, and of course, like, all the Anthony Davis rumors come out, but then that was the game he got ejected, or I think he got ejected the game before one of those two. And people were saying, like, that was Steve Kerr's way of saying, like, we don't fucking need you here. And if you're going to keep doing this type of shit, like, just know this is a one-year deal. Like, we don't plan on bringing you back. So yeah, but enjoy also, yourself, like, motherfucker. He's, he's also, like, even if that didn't happen, he's not wrong. They're not going to bring him back next year. Oh, they can't afford him. There's no fucking yeah, way. There's, there's no, no fucking way. There's no way in hell. They'll, he's definitely, everyone was always like, who's the first to go? It's probably going to be KD. And then they were like, aha, bitch, I got, what if we just put another one? Right. And then he'll be the first to go. You're all wrong, you fucking assholes. Like, yeah, it, that doesn't really qualify. He's on a $5 million <laughs> deal. It's not like they have him on a deal that they need to like pay. Like, he is not a part of their future or their, yeah. their current situation, really. Um, yeah, yeah I would say, like, he's, he's, one, he's 1 million percent gone no matter what. Even if he turned out to be, like, even if his life completely changed and all of a sudden, like, he was helping up everyone off the court and making sure that the, the refs had their water, like the water boy and, like, right. and, you know, timeouts and everything. Like, he's still not going to be on the team next year. Right. So, like, Steve Kerr is not wrong. He's like, yo, we're, we'll win you uh, a ring. You can say you finally got a ring, although it 1,000% won't be because of something you did. Um, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets fucking, like, kicked out during the finals and doesn't play and they still win without him. Yeah. And they're like, well, here's your ring. Technically you don't deserve it. Cause you fucking got kicked out for the finals, but here you go, buddy. Yeah. Now you can, now you can hold this over people who constantly talk shit about you not getting rings. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I think, I think Steve Kerr was like, it's very obvious that he just wants a ring really quick. So we'll give it to him and he can go back to making money and not doing anything. Right. Like it's no offense. Like, I mean, he does a lot of good things for like the community, so maybe Boogie's actually like a very nice guy in real life, but like he's an asshole on the court. So it's like nobody seems to really care. I don't know, I don't know if this is like too much of a generalization, but I feel like everyone on the fucking Warriors does not care if he ever plays the entire season. No. I mean, obviously they're going to want him to play cuz he'll, he'll get them a lot of, you know, good, but they're like he's kind of a kind of a douche. And there's really no reason for us to have him. Right. But, you know, it was, I mean, we decided to flex on everybody. And, uh, you know, next year <laughs> you'll have your little ring and get the fuck away from us. Yeah. You can yeah. go back to, you can go back to being like a 30 points, 15 rebounds on a team that's, uh, that's winning 30 on, games. <laughs> yeah. I was say on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right. Yeah. Have fun, buddy. Um, so on another topic, um, there was a bit of controversy this week when Jamal Murray um, scored 48 points against the Celtics. However, at the end of regulation, as the clock was ticking down, he attempted a three-pointer from, like, deep. And Kyrie Irving, not a fan of this, basically yeah. called that move bullshit and said, like, bro, get your 50 during regulation. Like, yeah, cool, 50 is a milestone, get it during regulation. Um, but like, don't do that shit at the end of the game. Like that's just, it's bullshit. And like, it's disrespectful. And there's been a lot of people with a lot of different takes, um, today, in fact, because Kyrie's still talking about it. Jalen Rose was like, if you don't want him to get 50, you shouldn't let him get to 48. Um, so I asked you, hold on. Really can't say that shit. Eighty-one. Right. I know. I said the same shit. I'm like, dude, you are, you are not allowed to talk to anybody about anything related to somebody like destroying somebody in points that is the ultimate people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones <laughs> Jalen, your ass is the last person who should talk about someone playing better defense right and it was no, funny because even he even him like you know he was talking about zion Williamson the other day and he was talking about like his defensive capabilities and the first thing he started that sentence by saying was like look i was bad at defense and then <laughs> may smith was like wait did you just say you're bad at defense like how can you call somebody out about their defense when you said they were bad at defense like you were bad at defense yeah um, yeah, I, one thing I would like to point out, you missed a very good opportunity for a good segue to say, speaking of douches, <laughs> because this isn't the first time Jamal Murray has done something kind of childish at the end of a game that made yeah. an entire NBA team, a storied franchise, not like him. Right. So now he has both the Lakers fans and the Celtics <laughs> 
He, the only good thing that can be said about this is he's bringing Lakers and Celtics fans together. <laughs> he's bringing the East and the West together. Because, like, right. I, I think Jamal Murray is a very good player. I will also admit for, for a while now, I didn't really like I don't I don't really like his I, I mean I think he's a good player but I didn't ever really liked him and I was like I don't know what other people see in him this season I've been watching it some games with the Nuggets and I will admit he is a good player and I think he does have a good future oh for sure but, yeah he's having a really good season yeah he is he is actually like living up to what everyone tells me about him and I'm finally being like okay he is good right but that still like like you know this is sort of like a uh a big Lebowski moment. Like you're not wrong. You're just an asshole. Right. It's not that he's bad, but he's still an asshole. And like, you can be good and be an asshole. There's plenty of them. We started off by saying that Michael Jordan called, he said, what's up you little bitch to Allen Iverson. (laughs) Dick move. Uh, You know, Michael Jordan's also kind of famous for not being a good person. Like not being like a nice guy. Same thing with Kobe Bryant. Assholes do a very good job in the NBA. It's fine. Right. But like, I don't have, I'm not required to like you. You're not at those, you're not at levels of Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. So your antics don't match your play. So it, once you start putting up Jordan and Bryant numbers all the time, you can be the biggest dick in the world. I don't give a shit. Cause I'm like, well, he's good, but right. he's not good enough to be this big of a douche already. Yeah. I mean, actually the ringer released an article today about like, is this like, is this, Jamal Murray's moment like is does he now have the opportunity to like make the leap from like tweener good NBA scorer to like all-star um and he's he's definitely making all the right strides and I I do like him as kind of second fiddle to Jokic on that team but the question we had was was what he like yay or nay on taking a three-point shot to try to hit 50 at the end of the game nay one million percent nay I agree with you know you know what I would have done if I was him, because it could have been like, see, guys, I could have scored 50. Right. When, the, when it, like, when it was very obvious that it's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to shoot in time. You know, like, it's it's going off. I would have, like, jumped, put the ball through my legs and thrown it up in the air and try to see if I can get it in. Like, right. do one of the things that Curry does, like, to end all of his fucking shoot-arounds where he does, like, a dumb, ridiculous shot, but somehow it still goes in. Like, just do that. Just be like, ah, I could have got 50 and had that counted. Isn't that funny, guys? That would have been less of a dick move because people fucking shoot at the, after the, you know, after the the bell rings every time. Right. You know? So here's here's my only rebuttal. I agree that if – had he, like, gone to the basket to try to get those last two points, dick move. Like, real dick move. Yeah. However – he shot a deep ass three at the end of regulation. I guess to just like, I don't know, yeah, whatever, like to try to hit 50, but it wasn't like he was really, really going for 50. So while I do agree that, you know, while I do agree that it's not a cool move to try and hit a record when like the defense isn't really playing defense. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, I, 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 I understand where people be like, well, he was just trying to get 50, but like, he's gonna, the only reason anyone drafted Jamal Murray is because he can score. He will have another opportunity to get 50. He didn't need to push for this one. You know? <laughs> no, I know. And again, like I said, it's, in like the douchiest way possible. It was douchey, but also we can't just assume that that guy's going to have another chance at 50. That might've been his only chance. I don't know. I have a feeling he can get to 50. I mean, there's a, there are a lot of guys that can get to 50, but 50 is fucking hard, dude. Yeah, like, that might be his last chance. He may never score 40 again. I don't know. I, I think he'll get to 50 one day. Maybe, but let's keep in mind that he is a, and like, he's a 14-point-per-game scorer in his career. And that's, yeah. his career is only three but, years old. But. I was say, it's only his third year. Um, I think, wasn't Kobe, like, a six point for the first for his first, first year or something like that. I Definitely his rookie season. I think he was like eight points per game in his rookie season. Yeah, so like yeah. people eventually start to get better at scoring. Sure. You know? Um yeah, I I, I mean I get both sides of the argument. I mm. traditionally would think that that's a fucking dick move, but it is what it is, man. Like what the fuck are you gonna do? Like okay. he, he took a fucking deep ass three. So this is really quick. This is the this is Jamal Murray's third year, right? 
Yes. Okay, so this is Kobe's first three years. He averaged 7.6 in the first season. Then he averaged 15.4 his second. He got an all-star his second year. I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then his third year, he averaged 19.9, but he only played 50 games. He got injured that year. Mm. So there's a chance. I mean, if he bumps it up to 19.9, that's right close to Kobe's style. Right. And then Kobe goes off because then it was 22.5, 28.5, 25 and a half, 30, 24, 27.6, <laughs> 35.4 in 2005, 2006. God damn. <laughs> Uh, and then thirty-one point six. Like, well, now, now you're getting into the the Kobe part of the. Kobe. Oh well, yeah, that's that's yeah, that was his twenty-seven and twenty-eight years. Those yeah. were those were his big years, and then he starts going down after that. But yeah, like you know, um, Jamal Murray, I think eventually will will I he he's a scorer. That's the whole point of him. That's why right. I, I that's why and also. You know what? If you're saying, I don't know if he'll ever even get 40 again, Jamal Murray trying to hit that to get 50 <clears throat> lets me know that he doesn't even think he'll get to 50. Because <laughs> he's like, this is my only chance. Let's be a douche and shoot a three for right. no reason. Right. Like, uh, like, I think Kyrie, if he was at 48, he would just be like, all right, let's dribble it out. You know why? Because in his mind, he's like, tomorrow I'll score 50. Yeah, that's fair. Tomorrow he'll score 50. Like, um, that's, a, that's a mindset that Murray should probably be having from now on. Fair. Like, um, Murray, I know you're a listener, so just fucking listen. <laughs> Take heed of our, of our words. Yeah, we can go out for poutine later. Like, but <laughs> calm it down. You're dumb. Uh, all right, last topic of the night. The NBA has announced that this year they will be televising the All-Star Draft. How excited are you, Nikki? I originally didn't really care as much as, as I, I mean, I I get why it could be fun, but I also get why it wouldn't be fun. Yeah. Uh, but I would like to shout out user Jose Caldercat of r slash NBA, who pointed out to me just right now, this year, everyone should vote Joel Embiid as the all-star captain. Little on this earth would be more entertaining than watching him trash each player he chose not to pick. <laughs> and that is a very good point, Jose Caldercat. Also, great name. Um, <laughs> that actually makes me want it so bad. And if you're, maybe we can just do, even if there's no way they would be, uh, like an actual, like obviously Joel and B, he's going to be an all star. And there's actually, based on how the East is, it's either going to be him or Giannis that'll be fucking choosing, right? Yeah. Very uh, likely. Actually, Giannis would probably be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like the nicest dude ever. Yeah, he'd just be like, oh, yeah, this guy seems nice. He's like, oh, I remember this guy. He bought me a pizza once. Oh, I'm going to pick you. We go out for smoothies after. Yeah, we get some smoothies. Like, yeah, sweet. Um, But, yeah, I, I think that would be great. But here's some – who would you want all time? Because, actually, now that now that there's a good – there's a chance Joel Embiid's going to be doing it, I, that's must-see television. Yes. Uh, Steph Curry and LeBron James, no offense – it, that doesn't seem like must see television. Those are two of the, like the most boring dudes in the NBA. Those like, are not two, even close. Those are those are legit the two fathers of the NBA. Right. They're both straight up dads. Right. Like their dad humor. Um, they're just they, they're it, they're very dad like. Even like Steph Curry, they did the. Did you see that video when they played like the beginning of Sicko Mode, and then they dropped in. Um, um, Whatever that fucking George Michael song is. And oh. I'm never gonna dance again. Yeah. <laughs> but like all the dudes on the team were like, oh man, careless whisper, yeah. All these dudes were like, oh man. And Steph initially started with the oh man and then knew every single word to careless whisper, yeah. sung it word for word. And it was just like, yep, that's Steph Curry. That's well, that's the dude. That's because they sing Careless Whisper at he, he really goes to a cool church. Yeah. So they, they sing, they sing Careless and, Whisper. Him and Beebs are a part of that same church with the dude who has yeah. like the tattoos. And yeah, and they but they somehow like get like a G's and then Alright. what the hell's it called? Not confirmation, the other one. Confession. Confession. Just go to confession. Say five hail Mary. That's so bad. That's so um, bad. I wish you wouldn't have done that. That's bad. Uh, I loved it though. Uh, but yeah, I I think that would be a blast. But it made me just think now: who would you all time love to have as a captain for an all star game? To 
live televised watching them pick players? Great question. I'm going to say the easy answer feels like Chuck. Like Barkley would have been a really entertaining yeah, picker. Him, him and Shaq are both the obvious choice. 100%. 100%. Uh, and, and it would have fit up correctly. That would have been fine, yeah. Right. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of like other all-stars who I'm like, oh, this guy's like all-NBA hilarious team. Um, all-NBA hilarious team would be a pretty – Fun one. What uh, would you know what I just? I'm sorry. I just realized something. Another dark horse for being picked as the East captain, and actually, I don't know if I would like this more or less. Kawhi Leonard has a real good chance of being the East captain. That is true. I don't know that he'll get the most votes, though. He's not the most popular player in the East. Yeah, I, I was, but I was just thinking. Could you imagine Kawhi Leonard? Oh my god, like Kawhi Leonard and probably LeBron James. Well, he would. He would like proxy in his votes. Like he would like fax them. <laughs> Like he would have, he would have somebody be like his interpreter. Uh, I would love that. Uncle Den- Uncle Dennis would be announcing the picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh god, that's so funny. Yeah, um, I, uh, yeah. Chuck to me feels like the easy answer. Shaq obviously is another one who's like really funny. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of other NBA players that were funny. Kevin Garnett would be funny. Rasheed Wallace would be hilarious. Oh, Rasheed Wallace would be fun. Rasheed would be funny. I think someone who thinks he would be fun but actually wouldn't be fun is Paul Pierce. Uh, duh. How do we forget this one? Our boy, Blake Griffin. Oh, yeah. Blake Griffin would Blake be Blake Griffin would be an absolute – he would be a delight to, to hear yes. him just, like, shit all over. Oh, and, and like, I, I mean, I don't know. It seems like most players seem to like Blake Griffin. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know if they – I don't know that they do. I mean, I think he definitely has a lot of NBA plant friends, but it does seem to me like – he seems to me to be the type of person who like might be a little. How do I say this without I mean, sounding inc- so like? What, I'm trying to figure out a way to say this without being a dick. Ben Simmons. Yeah. Who yeah, knows? He would, probably wouldn't be super happy about that one. No. Yeah. Um, oh. Uh, I know. Again, he's Clay Thompson would be a blast. Yeah, he probably would. He'd say because, some interesting slash yeah, hilarious just, slash dumb shit. He's like Clay Thompson is. I've met a lot of people who have tried to be like anti-comics where right. like they're it's just so funny at how unfunny what they're talking about is right and without even trying that's clay thompson yep clay thompson is hilarious and all he is doing is doing everything that is not funny and it is fucking hilarious because well, he is so he is so legitimately just him like he is so unapologetically clay yeah, and that's that's why he's he's so fucking funny. You know what I would have preferred to see in some instead of like a televised All Star draft, it would be dope if they did like a pickup game style thing where it's like those are the two captains that we pick, we pick, we pick, and then we get jerseys based on who picks who. You get a jersey when you walk up, and now we play the All Star game. Like that yeah, to me feels like way more fun. Like like a traditional pickup game that would be so much fun if they did something like that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool, uh, especially because like. <laughs> I was just thinking uh, for a second. I was like, "You said pickup game," and I was like, "Oh, well, we got to shoot from half court to start it." Right. Oh, that's not. That's not gonna <laughs> then fucking Steph, Clay, and Kevin are gonna play together. Yep. And like, they'll probably get like Devin Booker if he makes it or something. Yeah. Know? No, I like the idea of like old school, like playground. Pick your guys. Boop 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 boop, and then we play. Yeah, I, I like that. I think that would be fun. Um, and then like. I don't know why I was just thinking, but instead of like they last year they had it, it was black and white, which was kind of boring. So um, and just like your team logo right in front, I think right. it would be even better if you just wore your jersey, but right as like, let's say LeBron and Joel Embiid are the captains. LeBron is like, all right, I pick Steph Curry then for the first pick. And he's like, all right, sounds good. And then they just take a giant logo of LeBron's face and just slap it out to his chest. <laughs> they just, like, tape like LeBron's that. face to his chest and they tape Embiid's like face to someone's chest. Because if that was a thing, Joel Embiid would, like, for sure, just with my first pick, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond's got to wear a jersey with my face on it. That's right. Like, he would, my second pick, Hassan Whiteside. Uh, Hassan wasn't picked for an all-star game. I don't fucking care. Hassan, get out the crowd. Let's go. Put a jersey with my face on it, Jay. Dude, asshole. how about that game that he had last night? Oh, yeah. What was it? 29 points, 20 rebounds, and nine blocks. Eight blocks. No, nine blocks. You're nine. right. Nine blocks. Yeah. I, I, he had eight really in the first half. Game, I think, yeah. Unbelievable. Wild. He almost had a triple-double with blocks. Yeah. I want to see that. Um, cool, man. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up today? 
Mm, no, I think I'm good. All right, me neither, man. Uh, what's plugging? Let's let's wrap this shit up. All right, uh, plug walk. Uh, you can follow me uh, at Nicky Palooza on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, follow our other show, EA Love, on Instagram and Twitter. Also, just listen to it, uh, EA Love, uh, wherever you can get a podcast. And uh, the Chicago Line area every Tuesday, I perform at the IO Theater uh, for the pool. And this Saturday, November 10th, last chance, come see Greetings from the Future, a um, Black Mirror style <coughs> show. It. Yeah, it's Black Mirror. Um, cool. Well, you can find me at J underscore Keyless on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow NBA on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NBA Pod. Please do remember to give the podcast a five star rating and review. We would really appreciate it. Um, Tad's not here this week, he'll be back next week. Uh, where we'll be talking more and more basketball shit. So, uh, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. We're out. Bye.